Our name, Wyomissing Family Restaurant, means just that, a place to take your family. We offer breakfast buffets Saturdays and Sundays from 8 a.m. Our lunch specials start at only $6.99. Our soup and salad bar offers over 50 items, and our dinner specials start at $9.99. Need a place for that special occasion? Our banquet room can comfortably seat up to 200 guests. At Wyomissing Family Restaurant, we never stop cooking for you story we're going to find out. Hi, my name is Joe Painter. Thanks for joining me today. And we have a very special guest on What's the Story, Councilwoman Donna Reed. Hi, Donna. Good to see you, Joe. Likewise. And how many years now? The better, well, four terms, the better part of 15, 16 years. So it's a long time. So four times elected to city council. Which district do you represent? Uh, The Great Northwest, District 5. So I have everything from 6th and Amity going to the stadium, all along the river and then coming down Schuylkill Avenue to about Green Green Street to the railroad tracks there. And then I go over to um, to the even side of 2nd Street. So if you think of wow, the historical society, yeah, yeah. Um, think of where the actual main building is and think of where the library is. I represent the library, but I don't represent the main building. So that's the dividing line there. That's a d- and then going all the way out Riverside, Riverdale, which everyone thinks is Millbrook Township. So, I did, yeah, as a matter of fact, Riverside and Riverdale. Yeah. Not Riverside, because it's River, elementary school. Yeah, but right? Riverdale with yes. the, the yes. Uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary. Everybody thinks that's Muhlenberg, but that's actually still City of Reading. You are um, a devoted citizen here in the City of Reading. You're passionate about Reading. Why? You know, I always loved it. When I, um, when I came back here, I grew up in Muhlenberg, which is just north mm-hmm. of Reading, of course, when it was rural. Hard to believe <laughs> that now, but it was rural. I grew no up kidding. on a farm no there. Kidding. Um, but I used to love to come in when I was a little girl with my dad and my uncle and their huckster rats with the produce that we'd sell. We'd sell corn and potatoes. Huckster rats? Did you hear that? Corn and (laughs) potatoes and and strawberries and green beans and all that stuff Uh because we had truck farms out in Muhlenberg. And ironically, the area that I represent now, when I was a little girl, they would send me up the steps to knock on the door and say, do you want strawberries, do you want potatoes, whatever was in season. And I used to think, oh, these city people, they're so rich because... You know, they'd open their doors, and those were the days where women stayed home, generally. Right. And in the afternoon, when we would go out, because we'd do the picking and stuff, and in the morning, they'd pull their shades down to keep the sun out. Right. But what you would see, you would see the sun going through the stained glass, and they'd open their doors, and you'd see this rainbow of color on their floors or their, you know, whatever. And, I, and it was so nice and cool, and we were, of course, hot from being in the truck and picking yeah. stuff. And I used to think, wow. All these rich people in the city. I want to live in a city someday. Plus, I love the architecture. And it's then, interesting that that picture you painted. It's very vivid. It's it's right mm-hmm. there, like it was yesterday. Is, is it, what it, it feels like, like. It sometimes. I hate to admit it. So that's when you were a little girl. When How I was has little. the city changed, and what makes you so passionate about it? Well, obviously, it's changed in that the suburbs have grown mm-hmm. with urban flight, which no matter what we any of us look like. People obviously left the cities to, to have their own little right. pieces little of... plot of land. I mean, I remember when River, Riverview Park was built, which is hard to imagine. I remember where there were two houses back there behind a farm. We could look into the courthouse and see what color the top was so we knew if it was going to be raining or, or sunny the next day. But as people built areas like Riverview Park, Whitfield, Shady Acres, you know, those kind of things, they left the city. And so the city became a place where... People just want to sell their houses, whether this is the 60s mm-hmm. or whatever. Oftentimes then, even then, investors would come in, take these big, beautiful homes, 
subdivide them, which started things. It started on a much more even keel than what we have now. And we have a city now that these small homes and the larger homes, which were meant for one family, are now multiple apartments. The Most density, of the city is that way. So you're telling yes. me this started, actually, it's not a recent phenomenon. No, I think it, I, I would date it back to like the late 60s when you started seeing, mm-hmm. seeing that real, you know, we just want to get out of the city, we want to sell our house right. kind of thing. And that's what, what brought us to the point we're at now is the division of homes into apartments, they were cheaper places to live, oftentimes early for the elderly, but obviously with the immigration that we've had over the right. last 15 to 20 years specifically, it has become densely packed. There are people living in dwellings they shouldn't have to live right, in, right. but it's affordable. It's extremely affordable. And hence, we have the issues of a declining tax base, declining property values, more needs for public services, which are understandable, um, a constituency that... I believe many or many are very, very hardworking individuals, but are often challenged economically, socially, educationally, the barriers of language. So it's a very different city than when I was a little girl and I remember the rich people living in the city. How about how it looks? Because there's this thing called the Penn Street Posse, and I'm not quite sure what it is, um, but I'm seeing a lot about it on social media right now. So what is the the posse and what's it have to do with writing? Well, the posse is a very, actually a small group of us who... Um, Can you define us? Who? Well, it's a mixture of... Lori Kaplan is the key person. She is what I call the sheriff of the posse. She is... So is she, she really a sheriff? Together. No. Oh, okay. She's, she's, a, she's, <laughs> a plant, she's a plant sheriff. I thought maybe she was with the, the <laughs> no, sheriff's no, department. No, although they should make her an honorary one. Um, Lori has really spearheaded this. She is... The chairwoman, I believe, or a member of the Clean and Green Committee of Downtown Improvement District. Is she a resident of Reading? Lori, for many years, was. She was born and raised here, and she was a resident. She does not live in a city now. Okay. Um, she lives she lives in suburbs of the city. But for many years, she, she lived on South 5th Street and had an apartment, had a building down there. And she was born and raised in the city. So what was the idea or her notion that... that formed the Penn Street Posse. How did it begin? Well, it sort of evolved out of years ago, the Friends of the Greenhouse. If you remember, like 20 years ago, how active the Greenhouse I'm not was. That old. Okay. Well, I remember. <laughs> let's no, say, I, let's I remember, going back. Is that when Clean and Green started back in... Yeah, that's been around for a long time. I would say the Greenhouse stuff started in like the mid to late 80s. Okay. And there was a family named the Stearns who, South Fifth Street, Lori, right. Lori Kaplan was Lori Stearns then. And her, her family and a lot of the folks in the Cal Hill Historic District, which was the first of the many yep. historic districts, um, actually evolved into doing Friends of the Greenhouse. The Greenhouse was reconstructed. I think that was during the Haggerty administration. And they raised money for that, to have that And when done. you say Friends of the Greenhouse. The City Greenhouse in City Park. The City Greenhouse. And it's still functioning? It's That's still functioning. It, it's... Um, do we know about this? Did you know there was a greenhouse in City yeah. Park? Yeah. Oh, it's been there for years. It's going. I'm just wondering if century. we all know it. Where? Where? In relation okay. to the band shell. In relation to the band shell, if you look over towards the Eileets, not. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Not Eileet. Towards the Citadel. Yes. The old St. Joe's Hospital. Yes. Between where the band shell is, you look up and over near where the old bomb shelter used to be. I know the exactly Street where you cut. mean. Okay. Um, Walnut Street goes up. 
sort of the hill to get to get mm-hmm. up to 13th mm-hmm. Street. It's it's in that vicinity. So that's the city's greenhouse. That is the city's greenhouse. Plants are grown there to plant in there the city. There are plants. There are plants that are grown there. There's a couple of volunteers. Lori's again the key person up there. Um, the city uses half of it to grow their things, and then we have aquaponic tanks up there, oh. which where tilapia are grown. Um, and Lori has played a major role in keeping the greenhouse going. Uh, there's there's lettuce and strawberries and things like that. So it'd be a neat thing for you guys to go up and look at and check out. I'm taking my appetite. And I the like tilapia. The tilapias are getting really big, <laughs> and Lori can't bear to eat them because she. You know, they seem like her pets. So. I'm sure they do, but I love seafood. So, <laughs> but Lori has Lori has really been the catalyst behind this. Okay, so what, was it her idea then to take the, the plants from the greenhouse and plant them throughout the city? Well, not really. The posse came about because back in 2011, we looked and we saw the medians look sad. There was nothing growing on them. They were overgrown. There was nothing organized about them. There was medians no color where? in the four and five hundred blocks of Penn Street okay. as you're driving oh, right through. Here. Okay. And there was nothing we were going to do in any immediacy to redesign Penn Street and knock them out and have a whole new concept. That's coming, but that God knows when that'll occur. So at the time, we wanted to get them cleaned out. We wanted to get color in them. We worked with Posse, and there were there were more members then that were active. But Diane Salks from um, Riverview Nursery, who's an old friend I grew up with, she got involved. Merlin Miller from um, the folks up on the mountain who clean the mountainside near the pagoda. So um, were these all donated plants and materials at that we point? We raised money through what we call the pole plant um, fund through downtown improvement district and we raised money to buy the knockout roses that you now see yes, yes. beautiful roses on Penn Street some liriope which is a small grass ground cover and other things that we needed so that Did you was you do the the area at the base of the Penn Street bridge right as you that, no in? that's city church that does that okay, so that's so a, that's separate a little group. separate so project it's, it's fabulous that they do it they're they're a devoted group that, and and there's room for everyone to do this what we've been trying to do and as we sort of disbanded. Um, politics came into play, which was unfortunate. Some people walked away, which is understandable because mm-hmm. they don't want to get involved in it. I'm in the thick of it, but other people don't need to be. Right. Um, but this year, the effort was made to get things going again. And it really sort of started. Lori and I would be out there pulling weeds, as you saw, how bad the weeds so old were. old-fashioned elbow grease. Yeah, which we still do on Sunday mornings. We Do go out other there volunteers come? We get some people, but... Um, you know, you tend to get more people when you're doing the planning of like putting the plugs in the pole planters, as opposed and to the weed thing. or the garden prep. Right, yeah. right. And I also want to acknowledge Lori. She bought all the plants that you see in the city right now in the pole, pole baskets, and wow. she bought them all out of her own pocket. So not only is she on Penn Street getting dirty and pulling weeds, she bought them out of her own pocket. I know you wanted to bring her along today, and she wasn't yeah, able to she, make it. She was so actually a, a she shout had, out for Lori. She was she was working with her. her she runs her dad around, so mm-hmm. she had, she was taking her dad. But she, um, I, I told her I'd be talking about her. She's a little shy sometimes, but she shouldn't be. Can uh, citizens? Can anybody listening to this now join you in your efforts? Absolutely, we're out there most Sunday mornings, um, seven o'clock to maybe ten o'clock. If people feel like coming down, it's an interesting life on Penn Street on a Sunday morning. It's interesting folks. But it's very different than weekdays. But it's good. It's good. You know, and you get to talk to a lot of folks. Um, And also we now, through the Greater Reading Association of Realtors, um, and we thank them. They've established a GoFundMe site because we need to get more mulch to put in the center medians. Um, we are now working. We had a nice meeting. Um, Pierre Ignazi Schaefer, who you probably know, has really stepped in to help us with grant writing and fundraising. And we had a great meeting today with um, 
Evan Siegel and other folks that I lead. Um, Lori will be working with the kids from the summer courses this year. And the planters that are in front of, they're on either side of 4th and Penn Streets, mm-hmm. um, the, the eastern side, as well as the one um, in the mid-block near the Eyelead School, near the, um, the opening between the Eyelead School mm-hmm. and the city-owned buildings now, and the plaza, what used to be called the old CNA Plaza. Lori will be working with the kids with the donated items to plant those whole areas, to weed them, refurbish them with topsoil that's being donated and mulch and really make that area just look fabulous. So under the direction of somebody who has a really green thumb, everybody in the city is invited to participate, volunteer, do what they can. Yeah, and what we're doing, obviously the program with the kids that I lead, that's part of their course. So during the week when you see the kids out there, that's actually part of their coursework. So it's not necessarily that we can all just jump in because there are clearances and all that when you're dealing with kids. Who can we call if you want to join the posse? Uh, you know, I'm hesitant to give out Lori's number because okay, fair enough. it's, um, but call the city council office, leave a message for me. The number is 610-655-6204. 610-655-6204. Leave a message for me and I will make sure that that gets to Lori. And uh, again, Sunday mornings, we'll be out this Sunday morning again, probably from about 7 to 10 if you want to stop down. Thanks for doing what you do. And now oh, we, we know fun. the story of the Penn Street Posse. And we're out there to provide weed law and order. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Thank you, Don. Well, I appreciate you. that. Thank you, Joe. We appreciate Alrighty. it. Want to know more about who's doing what in Berks County? Check out the stories on thepeoplechronicles.com.